0: All right, and we're back with Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford for Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and the Lakers Fast Break Podcast welcoming you to another great edition of our show. But I'll tell you what, it's a great edition indeed because I've got a special guest for us. He is someone who's been admiring what we do now for quite some time. He's been on my Pop Culture Cosmos shows before, and I've just been dying to get him back on this show to get his perspective on the fantasy football scene If you have not heard his podcast yet, shame on you because the Skip and Josh podcast, which I've heard many times before, you got to hear it on every major podcast outlet for covering a much broader spectrum of the sports scene. I mean, they go over basketball, hockey, auto racing. I've seen baseball. I've seen the whole gambit of sports right there for you. It's all in one place. It's the Skip and Josh podcast. It is Skip Sherman. And Skip, I'm just so thankful that you are on the program today.
1: I'm so happy to be back, Gerald. It's oh, great, great. To, great to talk to you. Yeah.
0: Oh, we're always never lining up on when we can get yeah. on as far as the pop culture consoles and all that. But I'm glad you could be on for this show. It Tell you what, it's just so awesome for you to be here. And we're now over the hump as far as the halfway point in the fantasy football season. We're getting closer and closer to the playoffs, so I wanted to bring you in with a fresh perspective for our listeners on exactly what you think needs to be done with you know, you know, the drive, the playoff push, the things of that nature, plus also some other thoughts as well, but I will start with that. I mean, we are getting closer to the fantasy football playoffs. Teams that are either on the fringe, right, out of the playoff running, but can still make it, And then, of course, those teams that are dominating or doing very well in their league that need to maybe just keep or try and go ahead and get better playoff positioning. I want to hear your thoughts on what procedures, what plans, what type of preparations you make as a fantasy football team owner in your push towards the playoffs.
1: Thanks, Gerald. Well, I'm in two leagues this year and it's been tough. I have to admit I'm fighting for playoff spots in both so your questions are replying to myself also, how I'm going to manage my teams the rest of the year. You know, I've been doing this for so long. I mean, you've been playing fantasy football forever, probably too, right? And you go through highs and lows. And I think it's like my my biggest pitfall and one that I always try to avoid, and sometimes I just can't, is that, you know, you get into this idea of you're going to go with the guys that brought you there, you know? and And I think too often people tend to stick with guys that they've drafted as high draft picks, even though they're not doing well. And you stick with them and you stick with them and you stick with them. And then before you know it, you're one in five and it's too late. Like in one of my pools, I had a keeper league I had uh, Baker Mayfield. He was my starting quarterback. I came into this season, guns a blazing Baker Mayfield's going to tear it up. I'm going to be amazing. My team's going to be awesome. After week three, like I I yanked him out of there. I got, now I'm going week to week looking at the matchups, trying to see who I can use. I have Jimmy Garoppolo as, as the other quarterback. So I'm basically looking at who the matchup is and and really emphasizing what defense they're playing against because you can't just simply say, he was my number one pick, I'm going to use him by default. That's the number one mistake people make. You really have to look at the matchups. Look at the defenses that, are, that they're playing against. Look at the past defenses that your quarterbacks are facing The the and the trends also. I mean, football's highs and lows. You have to look at your players and see, like, what's trending? Are they suddenly not handing the ball off to your running back anymore because they found some other sparkly running back and they're splitting the load? Don't just assume, you know, I have Todd Gurley. He's going to get all the carries. That's not always going to happen every week, right?
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's been a situation where, especially with the Los Angeles Rams, where one week they are heavy on their wide oh. receivers. One week it's Malcolm Brown. And yeah. then one week is Todd Gurley showing the form that he did maybe a season or two ago. You, you never know what you're going to get out of the Los Angeles Rams this year. It's been very unpredictable, but you're right. I, I mean, Todd Gurley is favored to do very well this weekend, but it's certainly not a guarantee.
1: You don't know if he's going to get the carries. Like what, what's happening with the Rams this year is that they're so unpredictable fantasy wise. I mean, and they remind me so much. I mean, every year you could never pick. And I made the mistake this year because I thought it was going to be different. I took Sony Michelle, and you don't know what's going to happen with New England Patriots running backs, right? Because one week they'll give a guy twenty carries, and then you think, yeah, 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 Sony Michelle, he got a touchdown, he got eighty-five yards, he's going to be their guy. And then the next week he gets three carries, and you're dead, right? So, like, those kind of things could really make or break. So, uh, usually I try to stay away from those situations because you just can't know unless you're, you know, have inside information with a coach. So, you really have to just pay attention to matchups and trends and try to try to get your guys in the lineup at the right time. And then the other thing, which is the most important thing, like, you, like you're asking me, like, what's the most important thing heading down the stretch? It, depending on how your league is set up, I have one league where you got to use, like, waiver wire bucks to uh, pick up guys Have other leagues. I'm in another league that's like unlimited, but you have to be active on picking up guys from week to week. Don't sit on your laurels. Don't just say, this is my team. I'm going to go with them. You always have to have an eye on who's out there that can do better than the guy I started last week, you know, and, and this goes so much for kickers and defenses (laughs) because kickers and defenses will make or break your team. Take it for granted. You assume they're all the same. But if you had the New England Patriots defense in week one to six, you won all your games. You know?
0: Absolutely. I couldn't yeah. agree with you more on that. <laughs> Especially your assessment about how people, including myself, it's natural, reliant, it's human are, nature, are, are, are reliant on, okay, I picked this guy high, so I must justify my pick yeah. and keep him on two, three weeks after he's been already proven to be an ineffective player.
1: Yeah. I mean, I fell into that trap myself so many times over the years that I, I had to get off the Baker Mayfield train after week three and when I sort of read the tea leaves and said, there's something wrong here, and it's just getting worse, actually, for them. <laughs> it's pretty of a mess in Cleveland.
0: It, it is, and uh, d- it's definitely something I need to discuss further down the line because it's a bit larger issue for his career going forward. Mm-hmm. Can it be recycled to the point where he can be an effective quarterback to the point where he was once thought of being, because I think a lot of individuals out there, a lot of experts had earmarked him, especially fantasy football team owners. A lot of fantasy football team owners were expecting him to reach that upper echelon, that top three, top five quarterback status.
1: And not just him. How many people picked Baker, Odell Beckham, Landry, Chubb? All those Cleveland Brown players were so highly rated and Because Baker, I don't know if it's, we can't just blame it on Baker. I mean, it it could be a bigger thing. The coaching, play calling, something's not working there. And it's kind of affecting all of them, right?
0: I'm surprised I haven't heard more from OBJ. That's all I'll say.
1: Well, he looked pretty crazy on the sidelines this past week. I think it's just a matter of time before he starts, you know, proposing to, kicking tees and stuff like he was doing <laughs> I don't know. Like He, he looked pretty, pretty crazy on the sidelines. I think he's about to explode. He looks like it.
0: We may be headed to the replay booth, but we'll be right back with Inside Sports Fantasy Football. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. once again it is inside sports fantasy football with my guest today skip sherman from the skip and josh podcast you got to check it out each and every week as you see it and as you hear it on every single available podcast outlet i do want to talk about coming up right here because there is still a lot going on in the world of fantasy football who is your fantasy mvp at the moment As we ride in for you know, I know there's still time,
1: there's still time,
0: but right now, as of right now, who are you looking as far as your fantasy MVP?
1: I'll give you the honorable mentions first, right? So, I mean, you have Russell Wilson and Christian McCaffrey and Aaron Rodgers, you know, the the, like, there's a bunch of names that you're going to think about, but to me, Christian McCaffrey has to be the fantasy football MVP, right? He has to be. You know, I, I understand Russell Wilson is putting up crazy stats. So is Lamar Jackson. So is Rodgers. But there's a lot of quarterbacks. Getting productivity from your quarterback in fantasy football is normal. It's it's expected. But getting the type of productivity you get from Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> that's not expected. Right? So he has to be the fantasy football MVP. I don't think he's the maybe he's the regular season mvp in real football i don't know maybe he is but in fantasy football for sure he has to be
0: i agree with you in fact a lot of other individuals almost every guest to a t that i have asked that <laughs> question have mentioned the same name Christian yeah. McCaffrey. it's even in those games where he's not had the kind of yardage you're expecting he's still scoring touchdowns and that's the key he's still mm-hmm. getting into the end zone and it's that type of, of scoring mentality that's really putting him over the top for people who have him on their fantasy football team. So it's a great thing to see. It's it's great to see this uh, you know, this this group effort as far as this group decision making right here when it concerns Christian McCaffrey, because it looks like it definitely is a consensus out there that he is the MVP for fantasy football right now.
1: Russell Wilson may be the MVP in real football. That that I could get behind, even Lamar Jackson. But fantasy, I mean, especially if you're in a PPR league, oh, my Lord. I mean, he's 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 unstoppable, no?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Right now, he is. That's for sure. As long as he doesn't get injured, because I know the earlier part of his career and his college career yeah. was, you know, having a lot of those injuries. But he's been able to stay on the field, and that's a great thing for fantasy football owners, in his drive towards a what could possibly be a fantasy a great fantasy football year that could end up being an MVP worthy performance and it's looking more, more like that at this point in time. Right. Well I want to hit you up with one more question mm-hmm. on today's program and that is this, my friend. You're you know you mentioned that keeper leagues before in the past mm-hmm. and this is something that we haven't talked about too much on the show is players that you need to be looking forward to as far as holding on in your keeper leagues sometimes they're easy like Christian McCaffrey. That's a no-brainer. Sometimes yeah. like Russell Wilson and and Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. You know, the list is there of the qualified players that you just you're just going to keep them regardless. But what are maybe three young players out there sure. or rookies or players in their first, second or third year that are must to retain in your keeper leagues that maybe not everybody is thinking about.
1: Well, I mean, Josh Jacobs of the Raiders was top on my list. He was the first name that came to mind, like uh, when you think about this question. He, the Raiders seem to be—they're exceeding all expectations. First of all, they—they they seem to be up and coming. If they're already like a 500 this year, who knows what could happen next year? And he's—the offense seems to be centering around him. So I think he could be another one of these feature backs, you know, like the guy who's going to get all the touches, right?
0: I agree with you on that. That's, as long as that's the case with John Gruden, John Gruden does fall in love with certain players. We've he seen does. that before in the past, yeah. in recent and also back when he was coaching before. So that's something that could be the case going forward, especially when as they move to Vegas and all that. Uh-huh. You know, I know a lot of people are excited here about having them come over to the city and all that. So Josh Jacobs could be a key part of that transition and some good things going forward for the rest of the season for their time left in Oakland for this season and also for fantasy football players. So, if he keeps producing at the level that he's at, are there two more players that sure, you have sure. in mind?
1: Well, I mean, the obvious one is Kyler Murray. Like, I, it depends on where you picked him in your draft. You know, some keeper leagues require, you know, you have to keep him at a lower pick than what you had. To me, I think he's, no matter how much Arizona struggles and and how much. They um he kind of looks out a little bit out of his league. He's still going to put up numbers, right? But but because he's a quarterback, it's not a no brainer to pick him. And The other name that I had is a player that I really really like is DK Metcalf on Seattle. He seems to be becoming a little bit of a favorite of Russell Wilson. And Seattle is this team that's like they they always seem to have receivers that no one ever heard of that all of a sudden put up stats, right? So. As long as they can
0: stay healthy, because I know that's been a problem. In Absolutely.
1: As well. Yeah. And don't forget, there's a couple of other names that I had. Miles Sanders on the Eagles. I think he's filling into this kind of all purpose role. <laughs> and a very, very interesting one is Marquise Hollywood Brown on the Ravens. That that could be a quite a combination for years to come. That's why that's why I mentioned him because him and Jackson seem to have something going there. And the whole passing game seems to revolve around basically like Jackson running around and then throwing bombs. So that's good for fantasy,
0: right? Either that who's he's throwing short to Mark Andrews, who's getting yeah. a lot of yardage. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So he's one of the few tight ends that's really standing out this season. So I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're able to, especially if you have Brown and oh. Jackson on your team and you're in a keeper league, I would seriously think about keeping both for another season.
1: But be very careful with that. We're gonna go, I'm gonna segue back to what you originally asked me about strategies. A couple of years ago, maybe it's three, I ran my league. I was I had one loss the entire regular season. I dominated the whole league. I had Brady on Gronkowski. (laughs) That was the focus of my team. And made it all the way to the finals. But then sure enough, you know what happens in the finals. The finals for us in fantasy is the last week of the regular season in regular football. And rating on Krosky. yeah, while well, they played, they didn't do anything and I ended up losing the championship.
0: <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that's something that you know, you, you ride them all the season long and, and you know they're so good uh as far as from the Patriots standpoint. Yeah. Yeah, they, they just cruise at the end. I or even, even considered
1: I considered benching them that week, but I like how do you bench those guys? I mean, first yeah, of all, you hard. can't bench Gronkowski. You don't even have, I don't even have a backup tight end, to be honest, right? So
0: Not one that can produce anyways, because tight end is
1: so limited as far as
0: the number of individuals that are out there that are actually giving fantasy football owners any type of consistency at this point. So, yeah, I can't blame you a bit.
1: Two more names about keepers. Terry McLaurin on the Redskins. I really like that guy. Although their team stinks, he's dangerous. And Austin Eckler, obviously, on the Chargers, depending on what happens with contracts with Gordon and everything. But he seems to be the real deal. I think
0: so as well. I think that's a great nucleus that they have out for the Chargers. They're able to prove it against Green Bay last weekend. Mm-hmm. But the thing is with them, now that they fired Ken Wizard Hunt as their offensive coordinator, right. let's see what they can go to 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 try and utilize that great offense which I mean they have an outstanding receiver. They have Phillip Rivers, you know, at quarterback. They have those two great running backs. They need to go ahead and and be better where they're at. They've had a disappointing season so far. Maybe it's the fact is because they
1: never have any home games, but that's another story. (laughs) That's a whole other story. Not only did they they never have any home games, and they have hostile crowds against them for every game. Exactly. So
0: that's that's depressing. And they're probably going to London, you know, if you read the papers. uh, That might help them. That might help them, indeed. Once again, I'm talking to Skip Sherman from the Skip and Josh podcast. I've got one last question to ask you before we head on out, my friend, and that is this. Tell us more about the Skip and Josh podcast and why all sports fans out there need to
1: catch it each and every week as a new episode comes out. Sure. So like you said before, the Skip and Josh podcast, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, everywhere you everywhere you get podcasts. We do a weekly show. I'm Skip. My buddy Josh is in Toronto. I'm based in Montreal. And we just look at the week in sports. And like Josh always likes to say, it's not necessarily, it's not a place where you're going to go to get all the scores and the highlights. It, we, we talk about how sports affects us, <laughs> our feelings about stuff, what's bugging us about certain things, what we like about certain things. So it's very personal in a way. Um, someone else described it as sort of by the fans for the fans. So
0: There you go. Couldn't be better said than myself. Right. That is once again, the Skip and Josh podcast You got to check it out today on every single major podcast outlet. And I'll tell you what, I've got to get you back on before the season ends to talk more fantasy football and even pro football as well. I'd love to have you back on at some point in time. Plus also some basketball on the Lakers fast break. I definitely have to get you on there to talk some Eastern conference basketball and about the celtics and the lakers could this be a you know a rebirth of that vaunted rivalry once again i, I don't want to blow things out of proportion let's not go there yet but yeah it's yeah. nice to see both on the upswing at this
1: point of course it's always good for the nba when the boston and los angeles are good
0: yes but i'm sure they're praying for one day when the bulls and nicks get there too but that's, <laughs> that's a long true, time in coming. that's true that's definitely a long time in coming right All right, my friend, it's been great talking to you. I'm just so glad to hear your insight and your knowledge when it comes to fantasy football. I'll tell you what, it's been awesome having you on today's show and part of the Inside Sports Fantasy Football Podcast.